Staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a partner you can trust. Allied Solutions strategic relationships in the auto dealership market have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best in-class solutions. For over 40 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 20 million monitored auto loans and more than $220 million recovered over the last five years, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit them online at alliedsolutions.net. That's alliedsolutions.net. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Solovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and Senior Editor of Autofin Journal and Subprime Auto Finance News. For this episode of the podcast, pleased to welcome Ken Hill, who is the Managing Director of 700 Credit. Ken, thank you again for making time for the podcast. Oh, I I appreciate the invite and thank you for uh, the opportunity to speak to your audience. Appreciate it. Very good. Well, uh, for our audience, especially those listeners who might not be as familiar, the first part of our conversation will delve into the uh, safeguards rule that's uh, from the FTC. And, and in recent months, the, that federal regulator has enhanced uh, the safeguards rule. Uh, Ken, uh, just what moves did, it, uh, did the regulator make? Uh, just kind of get us up to speed, especially for those who might not be as familiar. Yeah, sure. So um, they ex- expanded uh, what the, their expectations are, uh, gave the dealers a deadline to have those expectations in place by the end of the year, December 9th to be exact, but I just say end of the year. Um, and it's quite extensive uh, with, um, with some of the changes and their asks are extensive. Some of the asks follow uh, similar patterns uh, to what their expectations are that dealers have in place for uh, such compliance regulations, uh, adverse action, risk-based pricing, the red flags rule, um, a lot of the same type of fundamental uh, structures that they are asking the dealers to have in place are there and they just, they've just sort of added on to them. But the uh, they've really zeroed in from a, consu- a consumer information security standpoint, they really zeroed in on what dealers need to be doing um, in order to be compliant with the regulation and to ensuring consumers' information uh, is secure and protected. Very good. Well, in, in, in light of, of what you shared, Ken, uh, as you kind of alluded to a bit already, how how much heavier is that burden now on, on dealerships to, to meet those requirements? Uh, what have you seen and heard? Uh, we're, we're sharing our conversation now and uh, well past the the first quarter into the second quarter of the year. How, how have dealers uh, gotten through uh, those expectations and well, I, I think um, I, I don't think the timeline is um, in line with the loft. The, for instance, one thing that uh, they're requiring dealers to do is to um, 
survey slash questionnaire, uh, all their vendors where consumer information is housed um, it, uh, to what their information security practices are. Um, and um, to that point, uh, 700 credits, right? We service 15,000 dealers and handle consumer information for 15,000 dealers. Uh, so we should be at the top of everybody's list. And uh, um, we've only gotten three surveys questionnaire. So that should tell you that um, it's, it's slow moving, slow starting, but it, it's a pretty heavy lift in that, right? You have to survey all of your vendors in, in addition, you have to have an internal audit in place um, and of your own security systems um, and your own infrastructure to make sure it's secure. Um, they even are requiring uh, for dealers that have more than uh, 5,000 consumers in their database <laughs> or databases, I should say, they have to do uh, have a, hire an outside security firm to do um, intrusion detection and ensuring that their networks are shut down um, so that outside fraudsters can't try to, to, to get into their networks and get in their file systems. Um, they also have to have training programs in place for all employees or employees that handle consumer information. And I think at a dealership, I'm trying to think even, you know, even the technician in the service lane has got a consumer record up in front of them, right? Or, um, you know, the person at the front desk is writing down people's contact information. So it's every person, the dealers have to have a training program in place that trains every person how to handle that consumer information and how to safeguard it, um, dispose of it. Uh, and then when you're doing your, uh, one of the first steps uh, that um, we recommend to dealers is to do an, you know, an audit and, and mm -hmm. build a list of systems uh, where you have consumer information and where it resides. Um, so first of all, you wanna, you wanna see for those dealers in the middle that might not meet that 5,000 threshold, you want how many consumers do you have in that system? Uh, what's your data retention policy? You know, how far back do you go? How far back do you need to go? Can we get rid of some of that data, right? So it's not exposed. Um, but you know, how many do we have? And and the systems, it's a pretty thorough. If you think about, especially today with internet uh, websites, you know, um, and the, the various tools that dealerships are using to market consumers, remarket consumers, uh, follow market consumers. You know, where when a, a lead comes into a dealership's website through their website, does it go to the OEM? You know, where does it go? What systems does it go into? Um, you know, your CRM, your DMS, your service lane app, um, you know, your, your financial portal, dealer track route, you know, where are you funding the deals? Who are you sending those deals to? Right. So the, the number of systems is pretty extensive. Uh, and then understanding what you need to be you know, what needs to be on your questionnaire? What am I insuring? And really it's all around the security protocols that those vendors have in place to secure data, right? And, and policies that those vendors have in place in their infrastructure, you know, do, are they uh, encrypting all the consumer data at rest? Uh, do they have two-factor authentication? 
Um, you know, do, do their passwords time out? Do they have password, mandatory password requirements? Um, how, are they changing them every 30 days? So it's a pretty extensive questionnaire. Uh, the ones I have seen are two to three pages. Um, but, you, you know, you also have to, um, and then you have to assess the risk. And the government even recommends that if somebody doesn't pass your questionnaire and there's risk, uh, eventually, if they don't remediate that risk, you got to monitor, make sure they remediate. If they they can't or they don't, they tell you you got to find another vendor. So, um, and that's also a message to vendors out there: get ready for these requests for <laughs> surveys because they're coming. And I know internally, we've the ones we've received, right? So we have a standard now. If we we receive a, a request from Compliant or from Comply Auto. Right, we've received one from a dealership. We have our answers, and, and we have a process in place to handle those and make sure we give a timely response to the dealer for those. So, those are just uh, some of the things that it, it does not. You know, I, hopefully, I've conveyed the that it's a heavy lift, um, and that it's not something that should be taken lightly. It's cer certainly not something that. Um, dealers should be sitting back and waiting for December to hit before they start thinking about it. Uh, my recommendation to dealers is, you know, they they educate, form a team that the the, um, the the regulation states they need to name a qualified individual. Well, you know, that's it's somebody that's familiar with their compliance, and someone that's familiar with their IT systems and their vendors, um, and certainly like. And when I mentioned earlier, the, the existing compliance program, um, if they have good compliance and pro programs in place for red flag risk-based pricing adverse action letters today, then they already have a compliance office. They always have already have a compliance manager. They just need to form a team that includes IT. Um, and if they don't have an internal IT, they should they, they, they must have someone that's supporting their systems that they're using in the dealership. They have to involve that person. Um, but the, uh, the training components that's required in this rule are already there for adverse action, risk-based pricing, red flag, so that it just needs to expand to include that. Same thing with the reporting component, you know, reporting to your board of directors. Those requirements are already there for those credit compliance programs. Um, the audit component, right? Dealers should be auditing deal jackets for to ensure that those compliant processes are being followed. Um, now they just have to have an audit component to ensure that the safeguards rules and, and regulations, are, those things are in place and the risk assessments are being uh, evaluated annually. Vendors are being evaluated annually. Um, so it, there's a lot, but you can't, you can't sit on your hands. You got to educate, form a team, educate, and, and empower people to, to start moving forward. A complex situation, to, yes. to say the least, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Again, the voice you're hearing is our guest for this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast, Ken Hill, who is the Managing Director of, of 700 Credits. And and Ken, switching gears a, a little bit to, to another topic that, that's certainly in your wheelhouse, you, you referenced the, the marketing toward uh, potential vehicle buyers uh, uh, with the amount of activity that happens online nowadays by, by shoppers, et cetera. 
again, how much more useful can those than those soft credit pools be, uh, especially in light of, of how much uh, activity is happening online nowadays? How, how great of a tool can can soft credit pools be? Um, well, soft pools are our fastest growing product line uh, because they are being utilized throughout the dealership's workflow. Um, you know, and uh, I think the easiest benefit to understand is certainly the digital retailing applications out there. Um, you know, it benefits the consumer and the dealership if a soft pull is done at the top of the sales funnel or at the top of the process in that digital retailing app um, because it doesn't impact the consumer score and the consumer um, understands their buying, you know, what their payment's going to be based on their actual score. Um, so that that's aligned with the, the credit uh, bureau and the, the, the FICO score that's utilized in the finance office. So you're, you're pushing that credit information that typically isn't uh, revealed or seen until the finance office, you're pushing it to the top of the the sales funnel, that's what a soft pull enables you to do. Um, and it benefits the consumer that's shopping online. Um, it benefits the dealership because they're getting that insight at the top of the funnel. There's that, and it helps remove that, you know, that uh, finance desking friction that happens when the consumer sits down and he thinks he's gonna pay X, but ends up playing X plus Y. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a very empowering tool. Um, we see dealerships, it helps, uh, you know, increase sales and um, makes the sales process more streamlined, more quicker and uh, a happier consumer because there's no um, the, the, the monthly payment behind the curtain when they're sitting down at the finance office. So the digital retailing app is probably the easiest to understand the benefits of soft pull. Um, we have a pre-qualification app that dealers put on their websites that, again, it, uh, it's, it's a better call to action and allows dealers to capture more consumers that are on their website and gives that dealership insight, again, to that credit score, credit report at the top of the sales funnel uh, so that, again, they can better assess the customer and get them in the right car at the beginning rather than try to adjust the customer's expectations uh, in the finance office. So, uh, and that's basically all what the soft polls do throughout the process, whether it's the CRM, the service lane, right? It's, it's bringing that credit score without impacting the consumer's credit score because it's a soft pull. It's bringing it to the top of the sales funnel and helps for better, better conversation. So it, it's, um, it's, it's a, I think it's a win-win for, for everyone involved. And um, it's really becoming very popular because dealers realize, uh, realize the value and it really does help dealers sell more cars, which ultimately what we all want, right? Uh, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, closing moments here on this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast with Ken Hill, Managing Director of of 700 credits. And, and Ken, we've covered so much uh, great territory already with the, the safeguards rule as, as well as the value of, uh, of soft credit pulls. But uh, if it's not one of those, what might be uh, intriguing you most about 
automotive financing and, and retail that, that you plan to watch during, during the second half of the year and why? What's, what's piquing your interest? I'm a credit geek, right? So all my uh, all my interests are sort of around, uh, you know, credit and the impact of credit. I think that what's really intriguing me right now, and and uh, what I'm, you know, evaluating and trying to be uh, agile and adjust, uh, is the prequal and a lender-driven prequal versus a dealer-driven prequal. A lot of lenders are are in the prequal game now, and and trying to offer dealerships, you know, pre, uh, you know, allowing dealerships to to prequal consumers. However, you know, when lenders are involved, it benefits the lenders, right? The, that deal is funneling to the lender and not to the dealer's workflow. So I, that's sort of what's intriguing me is is how much penetration these lender prequalification models are going to um, uh, obtain at at the dealership level, um, you know, dealers sort of lose control of the deal. Uh, they don't know the score and the and can see the credit report. But I, I see a lot more lender models. You know, Capital One is classic example. We actually work with Capital One on that program. Um, but the Cap One get pre-qualified. The the Ships Creek guy commercials, uh, you know, very popular. You see them everywhere, and I think it's really you know it's helping drive consumers' awareness of pre-qualification and soft polls, which is has been a huge benefit. Um, but, you know, in that model, the dealer sees there's a cap one offer, but he doesn't really know if that's the best offer for the consumer because he doesn't have insights to the consumer score or the file. And, you know, what about everybody else that uh, that dealer might want to send that or offer that consumer even better offer, right? There might be a better offer in the background. So that's what I mean by that blindness. And uh, But we're seeing more and more of these programs like cap ones come into the market. And uh, that's so that's just my little uh, tunnel. Um, one last thing I would like uh, to talk about, Nick, is that, you know, this stuff is overwhelming, soft pulls and safeguards. Any Anyone can come to our website and see, look at trainings. We've had multiple recorded trainings on these topics. No obligation. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to give us your name. Right, you, but you, so you can just take uh, you can take those trainings. I would highly encourage it because I think we're all better the more educated everyone is. Absolutely, and and where can where can listeners find those uh, training sessions? Seven hundred credit dot com, our website. Yep, look for. Uh, oh boy, I'm going to get in trouble. I don't remember the. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the menu options up top, down trainings. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, that's. Ken Hill, Managing Director of 700 Credits and, and Self-Proclaimed Credit Geek, as, as we just heard. Ken, yeah. th- thank you so much for, for sharing your time and, and discussing certainly uh, some critical topics that, that are facing both dealerships and finance companies nowadays. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Anytime. And if you've missed any of our past episodes of the podcast, just go to our website at automarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. For our fellow hosts, Bill Zedites and Joe Overby, as well as our outstanding executive producer, Matt Rice, I'm Nick Zulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.
staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a partner you can trust. Allied Solutions, strategic relationships in the auto dealership market have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best in-class solutions. For over 40 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 20 million monitored auto loans and more than $220 million recovered over the last five years, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit them online at alliedsolutions.net. That's alliedsolutions.net. 